Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. We're going to be diving deep into the ocean of the Quran today to learn from another beautiful pearl from Surah Al A'raf today. This is ayah number 96, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this beautiful ayah, billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, walaw anna ahl al-qura amanu wa attaqaw, lafatahna alayhim barakatim min as-sama'i wal-ard, walakin kathabu bi-ayah. وَلَكِنْ كَذَّبُوا فَأَخَذْنَاهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is saying and if only the people of the cities had believed and been conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we would have opened up the blessings from the skies and the earth for them but they denied they disbelieved and we seized them for what they were earning so here we're learning another profound lesson from the Quran and that has to deal with this concept of poverty and wealth poverty is the enemy of Islam and you know Allah also in another place in the Quran says that shaitan promises you poverty and you know unfortunately we live in times today where you know many people have this wrong concept that Islam is supposed to be a prison for the believer. We're supposed to be losers in this world. And then in the paradise of Akhirah, we will enjoy life, right? So it's a lose-win deal for these people. Whereas the Quran's teaching is that, no, the believers, for them, this world is a win situation and the next world is also a win situation. A win-win situation, right? Where your life in this world is a paradise on earth, and then you also earn your paradise in Akhirah. And part of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wealth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is telling us that if only the people of the cities believed and were mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah would have opened the doors of, you know, barakat, blessings from the skies and the earth. He would open these doors from up above and from below, right? Min as wal ard but the problem is it's very unfortunate that these people they denied they rejected this reality and then Allah says therefore we gave them whatever they earned right? and so this positive mindset towards wealth this idea that wealth is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this has to change right we should change this concept that money is evil that money is associated with people who are evil so long as you have these negative you know convictions in your mind you're gonna keep attracting more and more financial trouble in your life right and that's why so many people are suffering from financial problems and debts and poverty and you know being dependent on others Allah here is telling us that just believe in me and be mindful of me and that is a guarantee from Allah that He will open the doors of blessings for you. And another place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That whoever is conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will open all the closed doors in his life and He will bless him and you know, provide for him from places he can never imagine. These two ayat are promises from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us. And so therefore anyone who is struggling financially, that is a signal that you are not on the right track. 
you are not doing what Allah is supposed to do. And you are whatever, you know, misery you put yourself into, who's to blame? It's you. You have not put attention to the fact that, you know, belief in Allah and trust in Allah and being mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what guarantees you that financial success. And, you know, even from the life of the Prophet unfortunately, you know, we've sometimes heard stories of, you know, uh, certain incidences of the life of the Prophet where, you know, there was financial difficulty and economic difficulty and hardship. And we sometimes have been, you know, convinced to think that his entire life was like that. Like, for example, there was an incident where, you know, during one of the battles, there was economic hardship, there was a boycott going on, and literally the people, the companions and the Prophet they didn't have much to eat. And so they would tie up their bellies with stones to, you know, stop them from feeling hungry. And so fine, this did happen. We're not denying that. But this is not what happened his entire life of 20, 23 years. This was just one incident, right? So why are we spreading this notion that poverty is good and this world is negative and you need to stay away from it and ignore it and just focus on akhirah? That is not true, right? Islam does not want you to be broke. Allah does not want you to be broke and beg people, right? Allah also, the Prophet ﷺ teaches us that the upper hand that gives is better than the lower hand that takes. And you know, we see examples of so many companions of the Prophet ﷺ who are extremely, extremely wealthy. They would be considered millionaires, if not billionaires of our times. People like Uthman ibn Affan, people like Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, who would give his entire wealth whenever it was needed. People like Umar and people like Abdurrahman ibn Awf, who, you know, was a, one of the best businessmen of his time. And, you know, the amount of wealth that he accumulated and gave away for the sake of Allah was unprecedented. So these are who the real heroes of Islam, people who were extremely wealthy. But with that wealth, they weren't selfish. They weren't greedy. What did they do with that wealth? They used that to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even more. And they spent it on themselves, their families, as well as on the needy. And you know, we also learn from the life of the Prophet You know, he at one point was married to nine wives. So imagine how much budget he would have to, to keep his, the livelihood of his family, right? He had to provide for his family food. How much does it cost to, you know, uh, afford a, a single wife today, right? So many people want to get married to two wives and they struggle with that. Why? Because financially you won't be able to do justice. The Prophet ﷺ was wealthy enough to afford nine wives simultaneously. Not only that, his, the number of children he had, right? So many children he had, more than five children. He had up to four servants in his house. He had three modes of transportation, a camel, a donkey, and, you know, um, a, a mule. And so... These are all examples from the life of the Prophet ﷺ. He would love to dress nicely. He would love to put on perfume. Are these the qualities of someone poor or someone wealthy? Right? Also, he would like to, you know, whenever it came to, you know, um, war booties, he would, you know, get so much uh, in his share, right? At, in one incident, he got so much war, war booty that it was the spoils of war for just his share was you know sh multitudes of sheep between two mountains and he gave all of that away so this was the prophet right he was someone who also inherited prime property from his mother right he was someone who would like to 
host his guests whenever they would come from abroad. People who would come from abroad, they would stay at his house. Even Ahlus Sufa, who were known as very poor people, they were you know, being hosted by the Prophet So don't tell me that Prophet was poor. He was you know, wealthy, and again, wealth does not mean just money, right? It's your attitude towards wealth. It's your inner peace and contentment. You can have someone who is a farmer who has very little money, but he is wealthy in his mindset and in his heart because he's content. So poverty is the enemy of Islam. Allah through this ayah is guaranteeing us that if the people of the cities believed and had, mi had mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, iman and taqwa, Allah will open the blessings from the skies and the earth. He will make the entire universe serve you and give you the provisions you need. And you know, if you don't do that, then don't blame anybody but yourself. I'll see you tomorrow with another beautiful pearl from the Quran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.